what if the trial you want me to overcome is my fear of truly being me, my creative self, totally putting myself out there for all to see? What if my flaw is not in failing to be practical enough, but in failing to jump fully into the waves, trusting your love will catch me there. There's love beneath the waves. Welcome to Art That Overcomes, where we are redefining identity after narcissistic abuse. My name is Jennifer, and I'm an artist, licensed art therapist, and coach who helps women like you overcome the lasting effects of narcissistic abuse. It's the anxiety, self-doubt, and lack of confidence that can keep us stuck even long after the abusive relationship has ended. Together, we are redefining our identities, one drawing or painting at a time, because It's your turn to take charge now, no narcissists allowed. I teach all my clients the same art and writing technique that's been so life-changing in my own recovery. It allows us to connect our thinking brain to our feeling brain and quite literally draw out the subconscious thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that need to be heard. In each episode, I'll share a piece of my artwork along with the free association writing I did in response to the image. Then at the end, you'll get a little bit of encouragement from your future self as I invite you to join me in imagining what message she may have for you today. This is real, raw, and vulnerable because in my experience, that's what it takes to truly heal. Let's get to it. A lot of my artwork that I've shared with you so far on this podcast has been from months or even years ago. I felt those were pieces that I had enough emotional distance from that I could share with a good sense of perspective and insight and without getting too wrapped up in my own feelings as I was sharing. But today, I'm going to take a leap and be even more vulnerable with you than I have before because I think it it matters. You know, it matters both because of the topic we'll be addressing today and because it's important for you to see this healing journey modeled for you by someone who gets it. Yes, I might be a little further ahead on this journey than some of you, and I hope I've got some tools you haven't heard about elsewhere that I can help you with. But at the same time, I'm right here in the trenches with you, taking one step at a time, figuring out who I am and what life looks like after narcissistic abuse and what I want it to look like, right? Because I'm in charge now, not the narcissist, just like you are in charge of your life. So today's artwork was created just last week. It's my most recent piece of art and I worked on it on two different days last week. Before I describe what it looks like visually, I want to give you some context here. So something I've really been thinking about, contemplating, and praying about the past few months 
is a sort of tension I feel between the work that I do at my day job as a clinical therapist and the work I do to run my online group coaching program in the Redefined app, which also includes things like this podcast, my free Facebook group, and the emails that you get from me. So on one hand, right now, I need the financial stability of the therapy work as I continue to build the online business. And I also enjoy, you know, so many aspects of being a regular therapist. But on the other hand, my artist personality often feels so constrained, smothered, stifled by the therapy work. Even when I'm getting to use my art therapy tools with clients, I can still feel this way. I can feel sort of dragged down by it. You see, I really, I love the freedom and creativity that comes with running my own business online, but I feel I need the stable, practical work as well. So this tension I've been feeling has morphed into really a sense of guilt and even embarrassment that I've slowly become aware of, that these feelings are existing within me. And I've found myself questioning both sides of my professional identity. On some days, I feel like I'm not a competent or committed enough therapist because I, you know, complain about the hassle of scheduling sessions or of doing my documentation or because now 12 years post-graduate school, I don't feel as fulfilled as I used to in this kind of work. And on other days, I feel like I must be a failure as an artist, entrepreneur, and coach because I don't make art as often as I'd like. I'm not yet successful enough as an online coach to totally abandon the day job in favor of, you know, like the the cushy work from anywhere lifestyle, the whole four hour work week thing that so many online business coaches flaunt on social media. You know, you might not see that kind of stuff online, but trust me, my Facebook and Instagram feeds are full of it. And that just isn't my life right now, you know? And so I find that, you know, often when we feel unhappy or burdened by our life circumstances, we tend to look for what needs to change around us, right? And this can happen really subconsciously. Like we might not think we're the type of person that does this, but we tend to do this often. You know, either we sit around complaining about our work, relationships, etc., and just wait for others to make some sort of move that's going to help us feel more content. Or we go into panic mode and start taking random actions like applying for new jobs we don't even want, like buying things we don't need, cutting people out of our lives without thinking it through. You know, we're frustrated because we feel out of control of our life and it seems easier to either blame others or to take matters into our own hands like really aggressively and impulsively. Now, I'm certainly not trying to say that our problems are never due to another person, right? Or that we shouldn't take action to help ourselves get unstuck. However, what I am saying is that we need to take time to sort through what is going on inside of us, our inner world, so our thoughts, emotions, and desires, And ultimately, I think this kind of self-exploration is always an exploration of identity. So we need to take time to do that because this tension that I'm experiencing between different aspects of my professional identity, you know, they certainly illustrate this. Like on the surface, I've been experiencing frustration, confusion, stress, and like this discontented feeling. But as I've been open to exploring what lies beneath those emotions, It's been a process of continuing to unravel deeper and deeper layers of my sense of self. On the first day that I worked on this piece of artwork that I'll describe in a moment, 
I, I first wrote out a prayer in my sketchbook. And as a part of continuing to give you some context for this art, I want to read that prayer to you now. So I wrote, God, whatever you require of me, I will do. What if you are not punishing me by keeping me tied to work I do not want to do? But what if the trial you want me to overcome is my fear of truly being me, my creative self, totally putting myself out there for all to see? What if my flaw is not in failing to be practical enough, but in failing to jump fully into the waves, trusting your love will catch me there? There's love beneath the waves. I will not drown in those waves because there's one who died for me, by which I meant Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. And then I continue to say, I feel like I've done so much work to put myself out there, so much creative work and honest inner work, but you are calling me to even more. I need to make art. I need to write my book. I need to continue the podcast. I need to prioritize it and go hard. So, so that was the prayer I prayed. That's what I wrote down on my sketchbook. And so, um, you know, right before I prayed this prayer, though, I had had this sort of revelation. So I'd already been, been thinking over this. I had this sort of revelation that I was not wrong or guilty or failing at either one of my professional identities. If anything, I began to consider, what if I'm simply not allowing myself to be as fully me as I'm able to be? And very importantly... What if I can lean even harder into my creative self without abandoning what I refer to as the practical work? Like, what if it doesn't have to be one or the other, like my emotions keep telling me? I started to consider that the tension I'm feeling might have less to do with having multiple types of jobs and needing that to change in like a literal practical sense. And it might have more to do with where I'm placing my sense of identity. I began to wonder, is it possible to be even more of my artist self while still doing the therapy work that I often feel uncreative in? Essentially, what if I am manufacturing all of these uncomfortable feelings and I actually have the power to change them? Okay, so we'll get more into those thoughts later, but now let me describe the artwork for you. So um, this is a hybrid watercolor painting and oil pastel drawing. It was created on white watercolor paper, roughly like 11 by 15 inches or so, maybe a little larger. And after, so after I wrote out the prayer that I just read to you, I got out my paper and paint. Um, but first I took a black Sharpie marker um, with the paper positioned horizontally and I drew a large sketchy circle in the middle of the page. And then I took my, my watercolor paint and I filled in the circle with a variety of colors, just going with what felt right. I always talk about going with your gut, trusting your intuition here. So I ended up with a light reddish pinkish border on the edge of the circle, right along those sketchy Sharpie lines, sort of filling in the spaces between those lines. And then it blended into blue, purple, and like a muddy yellowish swirls and drips filling in the rest of the circle. Then I filled in the space around the circle almost entirely with yellow watercolor paint. I think any white spaces you see there is just the paper showing through. I just used that yellow paint on that area outside of the circle. And I liked the way the painting looked at this point, but from a sensory perspective, again, going with my intuition, I felt that I wanted to color a little bit with oil pastels. So I chose to add some yellow and white oil pastel in a few places 
on top of the watercolor um, within the circle. And at this point, the watercolor um, had dried. Um, and I kept, as I colored it in, I kept with those swirly sort of patterns I created with the paint. And um, so that is where it stopped. That's how it looked at the end of day one of working on it. And I actually did not like it as much when it was finished with oil pastel as I had liked it with the watercolor paint, but I still just am going with the process, right? It's not as much about the finished product and what it looks like and whether I think it's pretty or not. It's more about this process that we're going through. So I trusted that that was what I needed in that moment. Um, so I ended it there at the end of the first day. Um, and since, so I wrote in response to the image each of the two days. So I wanna pause here in just a moment and go ahead and read that first day's writing to you. So, but as always, if you'd like to view the image of this artwork we're discussing in today's episode, head over to Art That Overcomes on Instagram, or you can sign up for my weekly email. That way you will get the image sent to you straight to your inbox each time a new episode airs. If you miss one week, the following week's email will have a link for you to go back and view what you missed. You can find all the important links that you need at the link in the show notes. So now let's hear an excerpt of actually all of what my my drawing had to tell me, the full writing through my free association writing after I completed the artwork on day one. It's flowing, it's bursting and bulging. It's open. I ask though, is it? Is it open? It answers, it's open through the back side. I can see through it, like how my other painting was going, flowing through the ocean, through the wall. This is moving through, through me, coming, reaching into the unknown, into you, God, my divine source of all that's real, not surreal. You are the real deal, the coming and going. You make it happen. I have to connect here in the ether, here in this space in between the chaos of thoughts and mind beyond the paper. You're there in the inside, the deep trenches of it. You move and I want to swim in you to fully grasp the picture I have, the sense of me in you, the version of me, the realest, truest version that is inside you and you inside me. Like in all the recesses of that circle, I want to go through it and dive right in and tuck my head, my face right inside. To never come out to see the quote light of day, the light being the everything else that's around and distracting and pulling me out. I want you, I trust you. But then I question, can I trust you? And the drawing or God answers, can you? What has time shown? And I respond, yes, a resounding yes. The truest, most consistent thing is you. You and me, me and you, my artist self is all in you. I ask, what is the yellow? And the answer is you, God, and my muddy circle is diving to greet you and live in you and be. I think the most important thing to note about this first day of painting is that I felt so incredibly comforted and content as I finished the painting and did my responsive writing. 
that feeling of going inside the painting through the circle to discover what was inside. I wanted to dive in, to swim in it, to be fully enveloped by God and by the sense of belonging and safety that I felt there. It's really hard to put into words, but I can say that I had a very clear feeling of who I was in that moment. A deep connection with my artist self, which I believe is who God created me to be. In this hard work of unraveling and reassembling our sense of self after trauma, it's this sense of safety and belonging that's so foundational, and I, I really did feel a deep return to it on this day. One other thing I'll say about um, the writing is that I referenced a previous painting I had done where I felt like I wanted to dive into the colors and shapes using this metaphor of water. And the painting I'm referring to was discussed in episode four, which is called Why This Art Process Works. You know, I've noticed this type of imagery coming up in more than one piece of art lately, and this idea of going into the drawing or painting, you know? And it's something that my subconscious brain, like it keeps moving towards. I definitely plan to explore that more intentionally in my next painting. So I just wanted to point that out since you'll be hearing about it again in the future, I'm sure. You know, and I really encourage you to take note of any patterns you see in the types of images, colors, emotions, or metaphors that come up frequently in your own work. As artist and art therapist, Pat Allen says, the artwork is the messenger of the soul and it never comes to harm us. So whatever your art is telling you, listen. All right, so the second day I worked on this piece, I started by adding a little more black Sharpie. I went back into the circle and began to trace some of the shapes created by that first layer of watercolor paint. This is an exercise I often recommend for clients actually to, to help gain a feeling of control, like a feeling that you are reining in all the emotions that were released through the painting. If that sounds like something you'd like to try, I do suggest you go to my Linktree page, which is the link in the show notes, and download my free guide. It's called How to Use Art to Rein in the Overwhelm After Narcissistic Abuse. So the art exercise outlined in that free guide is exactly what I just described. So... I did that for a little bit, outlining some of those shapes and like the sort of brush strokes and kind of watery blobs made by the watercolor paint. Um, but then I decided to add more oil pastel. So I did that tracing a little bit and decided to move on. Um, the oil pastel was still mostly inside of the circle. I pressed really hard and kept at it until I'd created a thick textured surface within the circle. It has a very, very different look and feel from the smooth yellow background that was created just with the watercolor paint. And something I've noticed, this is kind of a side note, I've noticed with clients is that they often are hesitant to press hard enough with an oil pastel to really get that rich texture. Now that's fine if you wanna draw lightly with it, but if you're interested in getting that thick texture and you haven't like pressed hard with the oil pastels before, I challenge you the next time you're using them, apply more pressure and also kind of stay coloring in the same spot on your paper for longer than usual. You'll start to see a rich thick buildup that gives a very different sensory experience than drawing really lightly with an oil pastel. And it's in that, that thick state that you can use your finger to start blending the colors together. Or if you don't wanna put your finger in it, you can just blend colors by drawing into one area of color with another one. So, so that's what I did here with some white and yellow 
and then some light blue still all swirling around within the circle. I ended up covering most of those little Sharpie outlines that I'd just drawn in the circle, but I decided to leave one of those shapes like totally untouched. I just colored around it. And that turned out to be a really an important part of the finished work as it became meaningful when I reflected on it in my writing, which you'll hear soon. Um, but just wanted to, um, yeah, to go ahead and point out that it was like just intuitively, I just felt visually drawn to that shape and wanted to leave it there. And because I trusted my intuition with that, then it turned into some insight later in the drawing. So so after I did that in the circle, finally I used a black oil pastel to outline the circle more heavily with several wavy lines. And there's lots of like wavy, like overlapping lines. And so the resulting image, it looked a little bit like a flower to me with those wavy shapes around the perimeter of the circle, sort of resembling flower petals to me. I wasn't consciously going for the look of a flower, but that's just how it ended up looking to me at the end. Okay, so now I'll go ahead and read what I wrote after working on this piece that second day. You look like a flower. Are you a flower? My artwork answers, I am loving and warm and thick and juicy, tactile, full, rough and smooth, little divots and bumps and whole places and empty spots. Then I say, I'm drawn to that shape in the middle-ish. Like it's a little piece that I can grab and tear, put one finger along the edge and rip, rip this circle open, dive in, put my face and chest through that circle flower shape and feel the warmth of that yellow background and feel fully alive. It's like that thickness of the oil pastel on the surface is beautiful and smudgy and luscious and I like it, but it feels like it's so on the surface. It's the top coat, the finished part, the presentable piece. Then I ask, the respectable part? It answers, I don't know. The easy part, maybe? Pretty and easy? I ask, what's back there once you go through, once you rip through? It answers, just so much more. And I'm not sure yet, but it feels right. It feels open and alive and I'll figure it out. I'll keep stepping into it. But I know it's something I stand firm in, a place I stand firm in, no matter what is outside, no matter what job, what other circumstances, what other people or influences. It's still strong. I'm still strong in the fullness of who I am. If you're wondering what massive piece of clarity, what huge aha moment I've gathered from this experience with this piece of art, the answer is exactly as my art told me, I don't know yet. I'm not entirely sure, but this does feel right. This feeling I had during both of the times I worked on this drawing slash painting, that feeling of being content, safe, comforted, and that I belonged there in that image, in that art making session. And most importantly, that I belonged within myself. I felt a deep sense of calm and a release of that tension within myself. Do I know the exact practical steps I should take next in my career? No, not any more than when I started this piece of art. But do I feel better about where I am regardless of what's going on around me? Most certainly, yes. 
Just like I said at the beginning of this episode, I found that often when we feel this kind of tension and unrest within ourselves, it isn't necessarily that anything outside of us needs to change, and we may have very little control over what's going on around us, depending on the situation, but we can always choose to reflect turn inward and assess where we are emotionally and care for ourselves there wherever we find ourselves. We can ask questions and allow all the inner parts of ourselves to speak. And if you're thinking, well, I really do feel I need to take an action to change my circumstances. Okay, that's excellent. Taking action is very, very important. But also, as I noted earlier, Those actions can be misguided if we make choices from our panicked state, from our frantic need to control what's happening, rather than from a centered state, one where we've taken the time to reflect and assess where we are and what we need. I'm definitely going to continue exploring what's come up in this art very soon, and I'll definitely be sharing it with you. But for now, what I know is I'm not guilty, wrong, or failing at anything. I am my artist self with a capital A, no matter what. And this art and writing process has given me a chance to sink into that more deeply, to create a strong base from which to act. Before we move on to imagine what message your future self might have for you today, I want to let you know how you can join me in this process of using art to redefine your identity. So it was after experiencing the power of this art and writing process myself that I decided to reverse engineer it to create a step-by-step program that you can follow too. I get so excited about this. I call it the redefined process because we're all about redefining, right? And it's all included, this whole process, in my monthly Redefined membership, along with so much more. You're also going to get access to weekly coaching calls, community chat with other overcomers just like you. You'll have the option to schedule a one-on-one coaching session with me if you need more support, and lots of other additional courses also included. Just search for Redefined by Jennifer Kramer in your app store or go to the link in the show notes to view the web-based version. I can't wait to see you there. A message from your future self. This journey can be so confusing, so frustrating, so full of obstacles. You long to speed things up, to jump through a few months or years of this pain and adjustment and doubt. You wish you could leap to where I am now, so much more trusting and self-assured in the future. I want to remind you today, you are in exactly the right place, time, and circumstance. All the strength and power and knowledge and skill that you need to reach me is within you now. And you are uncovering it one small piece at a time. Rather than envisioning this process of becoming as a building of bricks, one on top of another, 
a system of adding and adding more and more. Consider this image. You are a painting, a piece of art created by so many others. One layer from your mother, your father, another from your siblings, a layer from your work and schooling, one thick and muddy layer from the narcissist, and a heaping smear of confusion on top. There's nothing that you or anyone else needs to add here. This is an uncovering. It's time to peel back the layers of who they created you to be. It's time to gently, with caring attention, tend to you, the real and true you that lies beneath. Thanks for listening in today. In this journey of healing after narcissistic abuse, it's so important that we allow space for our past, present, and future selves to speak. Today, you've gotten a glimpse into some messages I received from different parts of my subconscious brain that just needed to be heard, along with an encouraging message from an imagined future version of you. I hope there was something that resonated with you here and that you'll take it along with you on your own healing journey. Remember, you are an overcomer.